0: Six areas where SEO and PPC can work more effectively together, with Shaba Sabo. The In Search SEO podcast is brought to you by SimilarWeb, helping you build better SEO strategies with digital intelligence, insights and data. Hey, it's David. What are the areas where SEO and PPC can work more effectively together? That's what we're covering today with a man who became a head of SEO after just three years in the industry. And he's now a freelance SEO consultant. A warm welcome to the in Search SEO podcast, Chaba Sabo.
1: Hi David, thank you for having me.
0: Well, welcome Chaba, thanks so much for coming on. You can find Chaba over at seotailor.hu. So Sava, today we're discussing six areas where SEO and PPC can work more effectively together. So starting off with number one, higher brand awareness.
1: Yeah, so uh, PPC is a great tool for um, artificially increasing brand awareness, especially uh, when we are in good season. And. If BBC, either on social media or uh, Google ads or on TikTok, etc., can raise the, the demand or the, the search volume behind, behind uh, branded queries, then SEO can reap the benefits by practically indirectly generating more uh, branded organic traffic as well. Interesting. So how
0: does... PPC go about doing that? Because obviously, if you're starting from a point of not many people knowing about the brand, then you can't really bid on the brand because you're not going to get much search volume. So are you talking about PPC bidding on generic phrases and emphasizing the brand within the ad copy so that when people come to search again, they might be likely to remember it and then use organic search after that?
1: Exactly. Now uh, it's it's a, it's a very good question because if you're talking about a brand that is not really well known or not even a bit, then you know, this can be an even bigger challenge, of course. But if you're talking about a brand that is at least moderately uh, known among uh, the users, then I think, especially if we're in season and when we know that there is a, a higher demand for a specific product or service, then I think we can use it to our advantage and uh, put our brands out to more users uh, to get to know it, interact with it. And then if we do it this way, then we can practically generate more demand for this brand as well. So answering your question, I'm thinking more about the the branded queries and non-branded queries, but with some branded elements as well.
0: Got you. Okay. So... Essentially, you're a fan of bidding on your brand, then, from a paid search perspective and having that double listing up there in the top of the SERP.
1: Yeah, we can say.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, that leads us up to number two, which is bypass competitors.
1: Yes. So in uh, SEO, a lot of times we saw, especially for uh, e-commerce websites, that there is uh, one or two huge aggregator sites, very strong competitors who basically are in the top three or top one position on the on organic subs, and you just cannot outrank them, or you can, but uh, it would require enormous amounts of uh, of time and money and energy as well. So in this case, it would be wiser to launch a Google Ads campaign uh, instead. And then we can practically hijack these, uh, these organic clicks with these ads. There was a study carried out by uh, Systrix a couple of years ago, and they measured the impact of ads on a server. And they found that Google ads and especially shopping ads can very effectively, so very severely decrease the organ uh, the average organic CTR on a server. So this can be a useful tactic to hijack some clicks from the very strong competitors of course only short and midterm but then in the meantime we can work on our seo and get better positions as well
0: Superb. okay well let's move on to number three which is um the ability to generate your own traffic
1: yes uh, so basically more about the funnel so in seo we would not really want to focus on bottom of the funnel but rather uh, invest more energy on the top of the funnel and middle of the funnel uh, stages. So, creating uh, informational content and uh, such content. Uh, and again, let's take for example the e-commerce. Uh, when we create uh, useful articles, uh, comparison articles between between specific products, and then we can say basically that the SEO has done its job. And then PPC can convert them at the bottom of the funnel.
0: So if you're going to be doing this, um, I mean, first of all, do you recommend this strategy for every type of brand? And uh, uh, part two, when you're doing this, how do you report on it? Um, Do you deliver some kind of combined SEO PPC report to clients?
1: Good question. Uh, I would think that it is a feasible strategy for almost all brands, maybe for... uh, For highly B2B industries, I would not recommend, but for most of the, most of the brands, absolutely. As for reporting, I think if we have some specific topics, slash keywords, when we know that, yes, these keywords have an informational search intent and these keywords have a commercial or transactional search intent, then uh, we can divide these into separate groups. And reports specifically for the informational and commercial, uh, but but especially for the informational keywords uh, with an uh, SEO report and uh, with a PPC report for the latter. There was one time when we managed to create a joint report. It was a client, which was a, a job portal and we created specific categories based on its own job categories. Uh, So basically we, we were leading a rank tracking campaign and we measured the visibility for these keywords based on the, the um, position and using a CTR model as well, and parallelly, we uh, checked the, the PPC performance uh, for these keywords. I don't really remember uh, what were these specific PPC KPIs are. I think it, it was something like the amount of times it was visible on top of the competitor ads, but uh, but all in all, it was, a, it was a quite useful uh, joint report and we could see that where were those areas when maybe we spent a little bit too much, which decreased the average visibility for, for SEO. And where were those, um, which categories were when we we had to increase our bids in order to gain some advantage.
0: So let's move on to number four, which is the importance of sharing ideas between SEO and PPC.
1: So when it comes to SEO, we do not really have that many opportunities for testing uh, compared to PPC or performance marketing in general. So what works well, in PPC, SEO can get some pretty good ideas, what to use on, let's say more most important on page elements. And I'm thinking uh, more specifically about the ad headlines and ad descriptions. If we see that there is a specific ad headline and description combination that works very much well, which brings a high CTR and good conversions, then We can use this or use entirely the same in our title and meta description as well. Of course, in that description, it's a little bit shorter than a meta description. So it's maximum 90 characters. And then meta description is uh, 155 around, Uh, I'm not, not a maximum, but preferred length. But other than that, uh, a well-working ads copy and ads headline can give us a pre- pretty good idea of what can work in terms of a good cdr
0: and what's the next stage after that so i mean if you've decided upon some ad copy some headline some description that works really well um, you use it in your gun go- or your organic search and you've managed to get your organic search page to rank number one is that the time that you switch off your paid ad
1: no, not exactly i'm thinking about if we are on not at uh, at the top one so let's say we are the top three, top four, and if we compare it to a CTR model, that what should be our average CTR, and we see that our actual CTR is a bit lower than what it should be. Then we have an idea that uh, maybe these are not the best options. So if we say, see that our, our ads uh, with a specific ad headline description works pretty well, then uh, for a test period, let's say for couple of weeks, we uh, change it accordingly in the uh, organic uh, SERP as well. And if we see that it brings better clicks, maybe even better positions, but uh, just better clicks is, uh, is, or more clicks, (laughs) I'm sorry, more clicks uh, on average, then it's a good sign that it was a good idea to change it. So I would not say that uh, if we reach uh, further, then we have to stop our ads whatsoever. Of course, if we reach number one, then it may be a good idea to stop our ads. Yes,
0: it's all non-definitive, isn't it? It just depends on the loss of click-through rate and whether or not you have any competitors coming through bidding on the the keywords as well.
1: Exactly, and how the the ads and the organic uh, results interact together. So if we look at it uh, as an online marketing ecosystem then this is a very good opportunity for learn from one another, and then change our tactics, uh, our ad spending accordingly. If let's say we've reached the top one, then why would we spend on ads if we have the best position and can get the most out of uh, SERP free. So let's move on to
0: point number five, which is the ability to create your own keywords.
1: Now that's an interesting one. And we, we actually did it at um, a real estate company. So the idea was that they created a non-branded query. It was quite long tail and they wanted to use it on every uh, possible platforms. Plus they wanted to generate search volume for that. And this was our task to achieve this goal. So we came up with a plan and we. Decided to use it in the most important on page SEO elements, title, meta description, H1 heading, and I think in some other headings uh, as well, some variants. But uh, it was used in the ad copy as well, uh, not to mention the social posts. And unfortunately, I don't have specific numbers, but uh, according to my memories, we've managed to generate some tangible search online search volume for this keyword, which is basically a non-branded one, but still it was associated by the users with these brands. But it's a very complicated and uh, resource consuming process because we have to coordinate many more areas other than just PPC and SEO. So we have the social as well and um, email marketing as well. And uh, actually offline marketing too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember reading that the the phrase content marketing didn't really have any search volume until I think Joe Polizzi really made a concerted effort on on pr- promoting that. I think with his Content Marketing Institute. Um, so if you feel that you have a a phrase that describes your nascent industry and Perhaps then you have an opportunity to almost own the phrase and get people to use that as a descriptive phrase, a non-branded phrase, as you say, but can end up resulting in people just, just finding your website.
1: Yes, exactly. And I mean, it's really, really time consuming, but in the long term, it's an absolutely good strategy because one of those tactics when you, you cannot hijack clicks from this expression, because you, if you start to use something similar, then it's comes out a bit sloppy from another brand so yeah it's it's absolutely absolutely good uh, good tag team.
0: and that brings us up to number six which is increased user insights
1: yeah so uh, the last one is about gaining insights of what users resonate with so if we if we see that there is a specific let's say a social media post about a specific topic or a video or an image, and we see that we have a great engagement numbers. People interact a lot with that and post comments about it. Then we can learn that, that yes, this is the content that resonates well with our users. And we can use it as a basis for more content on our page from an SEO perspective, such as copywriting and creating blog posts around uh, these topics. And not to mention the content format. So if we say that they prefer videos more, or maybe they prefer infographics more, then we know that, uh aha, we must use these types of content vehicles on our website as well.
0: So let's finish off with the Pareto Pickle. pickle. So Pareto says that you can get 80% of your results from 20% of your efforts. What's one SEO activity that you would recommend that provides incredible results for modest levels of effort?
1: Oof. Uh, Not an easy question, but I would say keyword gap analysis, which is, I think quite simple, but of course you have to pay attention to the data you're seeing because it can mislead you uh, as well. But uh, if you carry out a modestly short analysis based on what you see, then it can really save you a lot of time in the long run or in the midterm.
0: I've been your host, David Bain. You can find Chaba Sabo over at seotailor.hu. Chaba, thanks so much for being on the InSearch SEO podcast.
1: Thank you, David, for inviting
0: me. And thank you for listening. Check out all the previous episodes and sign up for a free trial of the Similar Web platform over at similarweb.com.